05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Hans Sperling here, uh, currently out of L.A. Uh, th- welcome to the show, Hans. Thanks for being here. <clears throat> Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah. Well, Championships Leadership's the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you when you hear that? Um, well, I guess, you know, I'm around a lot of business people. They're my clients and colleagues. And, you know, I think of people, especially, say, entrepreneurs who... Um, you know, they're alchemists. They they make gold out of lead. They take nothing and make hopefully a thriving business out of it. That yeah. seems to me like real leadership, tough leadership, yeah. hard yeah, thing absolutely. to do. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I love that. Well, why don't you tell us, uh, tell the listener right now that's tuning in a little bit about yourself and kind of the path and journey that you've been on in your life and, uh, you know, kind of how that takes you to where you're at today and what you're up to today. Sure, sure. Okay. So um, <clears throat> just to kind of start at the end, I ended up being a, a business lawyer. I, I don't do litigation. I don't do lawsuits. I help business people. I advise them, set up companies, buy and sell companies, do contracts, that kind of thing. Um, I basically started growing up in a small town in Pennsylvania, very rural. And then my father changed jobs and we started moving all around the world. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I came back to the U.S., went to law school. And um, wasn't sure what kind of law I would do. I thought I knew. And I did some of what I thought I was going to do. But I started getting into business. My first job had me doing a lot of um, business contracts and so on. And I really enjoyed it. I learned more and more. I was actually in Japan. I started as a lawyer in Japan. And and yeah, just kept going. Eventually came back here to California. And now I have my own practice rather than than working in other people's firms. What's up? How, how did you start off in Japan? That's that's interesting. Yeah, I I gotten used to moving all around with my my family. <clears throat> Sorry, and um, at first I thought I'm going back to the U.S., going to law school, and I'm going to stay basically stay in the U.S. But very quickly I got the, the itch to to move again, and so I wanted to go to one of the big cities in Asia. And I looked around, and I just happened to get a job in Tokyo first, so okay. I went. I thought I'd be there to you know maximum three years i ended up being there seven years okay um yeah very cool what's it like to live over there uh it's pretty amazing you know um 
I mean, I guess it's cliche to say everything's different, but yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's the things that you don't expect to be different, you know, that you take for granted. Um, sure. But it's a fascinating place. Um, I think it's almost a better place to live or visit longer term, like if you have an opportunity to yeah. spend a month there or something, because um, it's not really a tourist spot. You know, you don't yeah. really go to the Eiffel Tower and go to the Louvre. Yeah. It's not like just points you go to. It's more of a thing of getting to know the city a little bit, yeah. eating the food, yeah. you know, kind of seeing how they do things. So um, yeah, it was sure. fascinating. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so what, uh, who, who are some championship leaders or people that have really impacted you and, and more so, you know, what are some of the characteristics that really have stood out about those people, those leaders uh, that maybe you've taken to help mold who you are as a leader? Mm -hmm. um, interesting question. I, um, I had a business coach and she had us do different exercises and so on. And one of them was find someone who you, I don't remember what the word was, respect, admire, that you consider to be successful and, and find out how they did it, find out how they see the world. And, um, and for me, I, I, I'm interested in Formula One car racing. I, okay. I don't get to follow it much now, but I used to. Yeah. And, um, and Michael Schumacher, of course, was the great seven-time world yeah. champion. And um, so I got a, a biography of him and I was, I was reading up and I've heard this about some other champions that um, that they get to a point where they realize that there's two things: there's winning and losing. There's not a third thing, which is losing, but with a really good excuse. Yeah, right. Um, even if the excuse is true, like even if it's a <clears throat> sure. legitimate true excuse. So you know, in Formula One, you know, the, the tires were too soft, the engine didn't have enough power. You know, those are the kind of things you hear people, drivers say when they don't perform the way they want to. And they're probably true. Uh, maybe some of yeah, them are sure. just kind of BSing, but but let's assume that it's usually true. But but there's no trophy for I would have won if my engine had more power yeah. or something like that. So Schumacher went to Ferrari and they basically built the team around him so that um, he could influence all those things. Now, he, I think he had already won one or two championships, so he had a, a fair amount of juice to negotiate that. Yeah. But, um, but he realized that, um, that that's what you have to do. One, one thing I read about him is during the season, he would pay attention to, for example, if a leg got tired during a race because you're constantly breaking and you know, shifting. And, um, and anything like that, he would note. And then in the off-season, he had his trainer develop a program to specifically address that. Okay. So he was always tweaking and always finding what's, where's the weakness, my weakness, yeah. no judgment, just have to address it. And yeah. did that for years. And um, that really, I try to do that myself. I'm not as yeah. good at it as he was, not yeah. yet anyway. But, um, uh, but that's really the thing that jumped out at me about his kind of leadership. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's a great exercise for probably everyone to go through or to do at some point. And, and, uh, cause we, I think a lot of us will read books, but to actually then go and take something, I mean, that would be the goal, right? Mm -hmm. You know, to actually implement or take something from what you've read to, to help you. Um, and who better to learn from sometimes than, you know, some of the greats. Right. Although I think of people like, uh, the older I get, I, 
as a parent as well. I, I just had this conversation with another guest. I was just thinking we were kind of talking about, I don't know if you're familiar with football, but Tom Brady and yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you know, he's 45 and it's kind of getting to the point of like, when is enough? You know, I mean, <laughs> you just yeah. lost your family because of football and because you're this, I mean, what made him great has been a big part of what's probably not made him great as a father. Mm. Right. 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 And I, you know, I can't speak to it cause I'm not in his fam in his, his home or, but I can only imagine as a kid, as a father myself, cause mm. I've traveled a fair amount and I can be disconnected sometimes, but not at the level that he is, or that he, that he's shown to be, mm -hmm. to be the quarterback in the champion that he is. Right. Mm -hmm. What it requires from him. And I'm like, well, you know, there's, I guess there's things you can learn both ways, right? How, how yeah, to right. do things and how not to do some things. So yeah. What you want in life. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's the old work life balance thing also. Yeah. But, um, you know, guys like him and Schumacher, they're just at such a high level. Oh yeah. No, no doubt. You know, you, it's kind of a pity, but you almost have to ask your family to make, you know, that, that sacrifice. Hopefully they yeah. kind of knew when they were getting into it, but yeah. But yeah, it sounds like, uh, like from what I read, I haven't read very much, but, but maybe he and I think her name is Giselle, his Giselle, wife had, yeah. had a deal that he was going to quit. And, uh, and then he, he looks like he reneged. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. That's from the headlines. I yeah, read. no, I mean, it seems that way. Right. I think, you know, he was going to retire and couldn't resist the urge to keep playing because he, I get it. You love it. And there's nothing else like it. And mm -hmm. uh, once you're done, you're done. Um, and it's hard to replace it, but it's hard to replace, uh, your family as well. So, right. you know, right. I mean, which one do you really want? I guess yeah. you make a choice and you live with it. So it seems like that's what they did. Right. Um, what's, uh, what about you? So let's, let's get more into you and what's, what's your vision maybe for what you're doing? You know, it could be business, could be life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think championship leaders have, have definitely have incredible vision and courage to take action on it. What's, mm -hmm. uh, what's maybe the vision for you and what you want to do or the impact you want to make? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess a couple things um, for me personally, like I just mentioned work-life balance. I'm actually not, at least for myself, crazy about the, that concept because it sounds like you have work over here and your life yeah, over here right. and they're in competition. We were just kind of talking about that. Um, you know, I, I enjoy my work. Um, I like the feeling that I'm contributing. And so um, I think the ideal situation is not that your work takes over your life, but that you feel it's part of your life. It's not this other thing you do or this thing you're obligated to do. You know, it's something you do because um, you love it and you feel you're making a difference. Um, so there's that place that I'm not quite there, that I have that perfectly set up. I'm always working towards that for myself, but then in kind of the bigger picture, um, you know, I see what I do as supporting business people, um, helping them achieve what they need to. I always feel that law provides kind of the infrastructure of business and actually of, of society in a way. But for example, most basic example, contracts are supposed to be enforceable. You sign a contract, the other side reneges, you're supposed to be able to go to court and enforce it. If you didn't have that basic rule, and you didn't have the courts to do it with a lot of places in the world, you can't rely on, on the yeah. courts and the legal system to provide that. But that's kind of the most basic way, but all, you know, regulation and so on. 
hopefully if it's done right, it's designed to provide the infrastructure for them. So sure. I see myself as being that intermediary that tries to um, help them operate in that environment and achieve their goals. Yeah. And then, you know, their success is my success. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. What's um, <clears throat> maybe uh, have you think of a, like what I guess I would call a critical moment in your life, kind of a fork in the crossroads moment where um, you, you've made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but had you made a different decision, you'd be in a very different place in life. Uh, I think there's a lot of power for those people in those spots right now, trying to make a critical decision mm -hmm. uh, to hear from others and how they decided to maybe help them in a way, you know, come to mm -hmm. the decision that they're going to make for themselves. Mm -hmm. Is there a moment or two that comes to mind for you? Yeah. You know, what comes to mind um, is when I graduated college, um, I got a job, you know, right after and um I was still kind of considering what direction I wanted to go. I was very much into photography. I was the photo editor at student newspaper in college, and I've been doing photography since I was a little kid. So that was one path I really thought is go into photojournalism or photography. Then at the same time, my family, a lot of my family was in government. So I thought of maybe going that direction. Um, and then I really enjoyed, uh, we had to take one class in international law in my uh, undergrad, and I really enjoyed it. So then I was thinking about studying law, and I like that kind of work, analytical kind of work. So <clears throat> I think that's probably for a lot of people, you know, there where you're at the beginning of your life, really working life or professional life, and you got to make the big decision which direction you want to go. And yeah. kind of like we were just saying about those athletes when you go one direction, there's an opportunity cost means you didn't go the other direction, yeah. you know? Um, and I ultimately decided to go the law school route. And um, that was quite different. There was no one in my family who, um, who had done that. So, um, you know, I didn't, didn't know hundred percent what I was getting into, Yeah, but I decided to do that. Um, uh, and you know, I like the way it worked out. You can still do, and I, and I thought of this at the time, I can still do photography. It's not like they yeah, take right. your camera equipment away or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Although they do take a lot of your time and energy, you know, sure. there's yeah. only so much of that in a day. And um, so I think I'm happy with that choice. I think it's, uh, you know, in a way, the best of both worlds, if you do something that you enjoy. Um, I was always worried if you go into photography, um, frankly, making a living. And, and obviously some people do it, yeah. but I, I can remember some professional photographers came and talked to us in school once and um, in college. And there was this one guy, he's pretty, I think he was a stringer for time magazine, something like that. And uh, or freelance and um, yeah. he, he'd won one or two major awards. And I remember he said this, he told us, if you're one of those people who needs to know at the beginning of the month, where your money is going to come from to pay your bills at the end of that month, this is not this the line for you. For you. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I really want to think he's wrong. Like yeah. I really want to yeah. believe that's not true, but yeah. I knew it probably was. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, some people do okay in those sorts of things, but it's very entrepreneurial. Like you have to create again, kind of something out of nothing. Yeah. Um, so uh, that kind of scared me. So I wanted something yeah. that used what I thought my interests and abilities were, but also, you know, there's a clear path. What do you do? And you can yeah. take care of yourself and your family. And so I went down that path and I'm happy with it. And uh, 
Yeah. I learned all kinds of stuff I never would have learned otherwise. Right. Well, and part of what you said, I think, is just because you choose one thing doesn't mean you have to give up the other, right? I mean, there's you can, you know, you, you potentially may not look exactly how you, maybe you, you envisioned it, but you still mm-hmm. get to do both, right? right? So I think that's powerful. That's probably maybe the first time we really, in, in answering this question that we've asked almost every episode we've had, where we've kind of touched on that. So that's great. Um, mm-hmm. As we kind of start to wrap this up if if there's one or two things that you could give to to the listener today that like if they were to take action today and implement today would help move their life forward what would that be Mm. um i think it's one thing that i've been good at throughout my life is kind of taking a step back trying to be objective and evaluate you know my life and am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing to be on the track that I want to be on. Does this, does this path lead to where I want to go? Cause it's so easy to drift off and get kind of distracted. Um, and that might be something like the obvious things, like you want to get to this point in your career or you, whatever, or it could be less obvious. It could be more of a balanced thing. For example, you know, if you're kind of goes back to what we're talking about um, those athletes, if you're spending all your time at the office working and is that really lead where you want to go? Or yeah. might you find like, um, you know, uh, Brady that, or, or apparently going on yeah. press reports right, right. that maybe, um, maybe that didn't get you where you wanted to go. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe you ruined something along the way or lost something. So um, I think that's always a really valuable thing to do. Try to take a step back. Ideally, you have someone in your life, ideally, I guess your spouse or significant other who, um, who can help you do that. Yeah. Um, or maybe not. Maybe it needs to be someone else, a little bit outside, sure. a friend who's not in your yeah. everyday life who can see things really objectively. I don't know, but somebody. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's always a worthwhile evaluation. It's so easy to drift off course. Absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. What What's the main way that we could go and and learn more about you? And maybe maybe there's even some business owners or people out there that that mm-hmm. are looking for the service that you provide. But yeah, what's what's the main source we sure. can go to for you? Yeah, the best way to find me is on LinkedIn, uh, Hans Sperling, Sperling Law Corporation. I think if you search that, it'll pull it up. Okay. Um, or my website, uh, Sperling Law Corp, as in corporation, okay. SperlingLawCorp.com. And uh, they're working on a new website for me. Mine's a little dated. So sure. hopefully in a few weeks or a month, a new one will be up. Okay. But in any case, one is up now. Yeah, excellent. We'll, uh, we'll get that linked up for the listener here. And it, it, uh, as you're listening, if you want to, continue to listen to more incredible guests like Hans today, please don't go anywhere and and stay right here for the next episode. Hans, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you on the show and really enjoyed the conversation. Me too. Thanks. It was great being here. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone 
But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want, if I said it then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, babe.